Do I know you? No, but I know you. <laughs> My name is Abigail Gregory and you're Buzzy Crocker and I have read all of your work. <laughs> My work? You're a fan? Why not? Your insight into the supernatural is very impressive. <laughs> Lucky me. Yeah. So what do you want, an autograph? Oh, no. No, no. I have a story for you. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to Television Movie Night. As we are on the precipice here in Los Angeles, we're at a razor's edge. Are we going to work? Are we not going to work? I don't know. You're listening to this and you know the answer. But as we're recording this, we got no goddamn clue. Andrew is, of course, referring to the potential IA strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has, has been looming around the corner. Andrew, you are anti-labor, correct? I've always been anti-labor, but not not labor movements or unions. I mean, just doing work in general. Right. Whereas I believe that we should have stopped propagating the species the moment I was born. Oh, so I'm yeah. against that type of labor. Uh, you just you get born. The doctors look at you. They start knocking on doors. They're like. Shut it off! Hey, stop doing that. Turn it, we turn can't it do around. It. We... Nope, send them back. We got the wrong one already. We can't, we can't risk anymore. We have to shut everything down until we figure out how this happened. They're like, we're going to go down to retool and we'll figure it out. We we can't keep, if we keep putting more of these off the line, oof. Bad. It's going to be, 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 be a lawsuit, all right? There's a factory recall on this one already. Yeah. Mark, uh, how are you? Are you on the line right now? Andrew, I have been texting everybody I know to be like, hey, I'm gonna march at Warner Brothers tomorrow so that I could get messed up at Smokehouse afterwards. Sure, let's get messed. And everybody is like, oh, I'm all wishy-washy. And I'm like, fine, I'll get messed up by myself. On the line, before I I pick it. Yes. (laughs) Get a couple tall boys in me, what do you want? I'll show up the General Mills strike. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Nabisco, you're going down, asshole. Solidarity now. Solidarity forever. I want to see it written across the skies. Now, you and I, uh, phone conversation before this recording, you had skepticism as to whether or not there was going to be a strike or not. Is that uh, correct? No, I did not have skepticism. You had skepticism. I am certain there will be a strike. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, right. I want you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is correct. I We're recording this on Saturday night, October 16th. This will go up on October 18th. So listeners, you will see who has egg on their face by the time this recording comes around. But I feel, based on the way the wind's blowing, that IATSE and AMPTP are going to come to an agreement before the Sunday midnight deadline comes clanging across and puts Hollywood out of work until better a better deal is struck. Right. But Mark, you feel the sides are too far apart at this point to prevent that from happening and that you're going to see your fellow coworkers walking the picket line come Monday morning. Uh, yes, I believe that there will be a strike on Monday morning and I am willing to put 
$10 on that. You want to put more on it? How much do you want to put on it? I'll do, t- I'll do 25. I am that certain. They're going to come to a deal by your Sunday money. Night. 25. Let's do it. 25 buckaroos. 50. You want to do 50? You want to do hundred? I'll do, I'll do 50. I am that confident. I'll do 50, 50 bucks. All right. 50 bucks. And I'm saying we're saying it's either a go or no go. If they, if the deal comes in midway through Monday, that's a win for you. I'm saying if there isn't a deal in place, 1201 midnight by the deadline, 1201 Monday morning, Pacific standard time. Yes. All right. All right. All right. 50 bucks. Addendum. About an hour after we finished recording, both sides came to an agreement. So, LOL, Mark. Well, the real winner, Mark, are the listeners yes. of, te- of television movie night. Enough enough shop talk. Enough business insider inside the beltway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anyway, because either of both of us, we ain't got fucking jobs. Neither so of us were working anyway. So who it gives a matter. shit? Yeah, we can we can joke about all of this because <laughs> our livelihoods aren't at stake. We're all like, right, fine. fine. I'll, I'll I'll pace in front of a studio as opposed to pacing in my apartment. Fine. <laughs> you got me. I am not a member of IATSE, to be clear, but I do. I, I want to be very frank here. I do support them. It sucks. The 12 hour turnaround bull. That shit is not cool. Yes, like, uh, Andrew, a lot of the stuff that. IA was like, this is the stuff that we're fighting against because we heard that this was happening. I was like, oh, that's bad? Because that's what's been <laughs> happening every day on every show I've ever yeah, done. I didn't realize it was 17 hour up. days, just studios eating meal penalties because they're just a slap on the wrist just yeah. to keep the, the fucking gears moving. So you can get a shot of some it's like VH1 reunion show. Yes, like, a board, a board housewife yelling at another board housewife. <laughs> That that demands you almost falling asleep behind the wheel, or the the the, the other big thing is the fratter days, which yes. long I was lucky enough to experience for the first time recently, where they're like, okay, don't come into work until two o'clock, two two p.m. on Friday, and then you're gonna work until about four in the morning. But you know, then you got your weekend of thirty hours. Yeah, so you can come home, sleep. And be like, all right, now it's Sunday at one in the morning. I have to go back to work at nine in the morning on Monday. Yeah, it's it's a load of shit. So hopefully the deal comes through before the deadline. And hopefully we prevent a strike. And hopefully uh, the IATSE members get what they want. Because they'll still have to ratify the deal, to be clear. Yes. And I hope that uh, they do not get short short shrift on this one uh, in the... Uh, in the energy to try and avoid a strike. I'd say if you're going to go for it, get everything you want. Yeah, we got to go for it. That's what I'm saying. Well, let's go for this. Uh, Again, enough shop talk. October is our scary month. It's frightening because you're like, God damn, Christmas is this many days away and all my presents are on a boat. In the Panama Canal. Oh, Andrew, you were also getting everybody you knew uh, toilet paper. Yes. And uh, in motor oil. Yep, that was me. 
That was me. I'm also I'm also in uh, England, so the the Brexit really also affected me. That did, yeah. Well, I mean, you 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 routed by it, and I believe I, I, I that's believe the it was thing. You. I was I was told it was a sure thing. I was told we were getting hosed. Yeah, you were like, I I don't know. Let's try it. Let's break off. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Uh, but we are in October. Last week, we watched a very frightening. <laughs> film question mark <laughs> entitled treasure island the adventure begins i believe it was shot on film that is as much <laughs> as i am willing to say that it was a film this week a little bit more scary but just as advertising uh as as all get and out appetizing and so oh my god just boneless buffalo wings out Delicious. the zoo in this thing get some zucchini sticks some queso oh it's it's zucchini so it's healthy it's delicious i mean it's battered and fried but there's zucchini in the middle of it that's those are that's basically empty calories we watched the wonderful world of disney's tower of terror and we're going to talk about it at length in a segment i like to call well what do you know Mark, the wonderful world of Disney's Tower of Terror premiered on ABC on October 26th. Oh, scary. 1997. So not too far away from our current date here of the 18th. How are you celebrating? 1995. How are you celebrating uh, the anniversary of Tower of Terror, Mark? Uh, Andrew, I have been uh, picketing outside of Walt Disney Studios, telling them to turn it back to the Tower of Terror yeah. and not, what is it, Rockets Rockets Ride to the Moon? Or... Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, it's just a trip to the moon. And you see that big, you crash that a rocket into the a... face. Uh, no, it is Guardians of the Galaxy's Breakout, if I remember correctly, which I was uh, surprised to learn has a Halloween version. Is it just Tower of Terror? No, it's because the the normal script is like, you're saving the Guardians of the Galaxy and breaking out of the collector's jails. But in this one, it's like, all the monsters are loose because Rocket fucking around or doing something. Oh, it's scary. But, and you're not listening. Are you, maybe you're still listening to like. Monster uh, Mash. No, it's it's that's the only option. If they're doing like classic rock, then yeah, it's, it's gotta it's, be Boris Bobby Boris, Pickett. Boris Pickett's uh, Monster Mash. No, or or the other ones off that that Boris Pickett album. There was a, there was because there was a follow up. Yes, there were there were more songs. I believe there was he did because it's merely a throwaway line. Whatever happened to my Transylvania okay, I, yes, twist? I think the Transylvania twist. I believe in the follow up. He was like, all right, this is what it was. All right, we're doing this one now. No, it's still like, I don't know, Cherry Pie by Warrant. They play a bunch of like weird, uh, upbeat uh, rock, 80s and 70s rock songs. So that's the spirit yeah. of the movie. That's what the thing is. It used to be the Tower of Terror. It used to be it used to be themed cool. off of the Twilight Zone, but now it's- Yes, it used to be cool and Marvel fun. Edition. All right. Uh, again, October 26, 1997. This was directed and written by the same man. DJ McHale. Oh man, I saw DJ McHale at Stardust 16 years ago. Just fit in those hits, man. I could rip, man. Yeah. DJ McHale, a writer and director for shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. 
and Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider? The yeah. PBS series? Uh, no, the, the Spirit of uh, Vengeance. Oh. <laughs> no, the PBS series, of course. Uh, which does make sense based on the plot to this thing. So I understand it. I guess, yeah. This starred a cast of thousands. We've got Steve Gutenberg. Yes, friend of the friend, show. Friend We've of the show. Single Santa movies. seeks Mrs. Claus and meet the meet Santas. The Santas, along with a slew of other notable film appearances, Diner, Three Men and a Baby, Three Men and a Lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Police Academy film. Police cetera, Academy cetera, One, cetera. Two. I don't know if he was in Three. Also stars a young Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, also in this film. Snaggletooth herself, Kristen Dunst. Aww. She would go on to play Mary, Mary Jane, Jane Watson from the, from the uh, Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans. Uh, did you ever see How to See it, How to Be a God in Central Florida? I oh that show that yeah. uh, HBO show? No, I didn't. Really good. She's really great. She's really great in it. Are you being sarcastic? Or are you no, actually... it was All right. good. Okay. It was fun. I really enjoyed watching it. Also starring uh, Nina Pebbles, who was in Pretty Little Liars and Fame. Also sure. starring a guy that I feel like a lot of people recognize and don't know the guy's name, Michael McShane. Yes. Uh, you might know him as Friar Tuck from Robin Hood, Prince Men of Thieves. Men in Tights. Prince of Thieves. Men in Tights. No. <laughs> Prince of Thieves. Uh, he plays the uh, the therapist that has a heart attack in Office, in office space. space. Also, where I mainly know him from is he was in the UK version of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, I always see him in repeats uh, of yeah. that show on, on Comedy, Comedy Central. Central. Yep. This was the first of its kind. Andrew, you're leaving one person out. A very good friend of the show. Steve Gutenberg. I already talked Malora about Harden. it. Malora Hardin. All right. Malora Hardin was here too. Malora Hardin from um, What Are Friends For? One of our, one of my favorite uh, TV movie night mo- movies. Does she, she play one of the dolls? No, she plays the friend who's like getting weirded, weirded out and uh, gaslighted by. Um, oh, from the office, Malora Hardin. Yes. Whatever that little weird girl's name was. Scout. Yes, it did. Mud. Scout. No, I think it was Mud. I think it was Melissa. Short name, short name, Kip. No, it was Melissa Mud. She pops up. I want an apology for her taking my doll, and I want her fired. Uh, Yes, Melissa Harden also shows up in this. First of its kind is this movie to be based on a Disneyland attraction beating Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean came out in 2003. The Country Country Bears, Bears. 2002. But actually, that would be later. That's like 2005. Actually, the second one would be entitled Mission to Mars in 2000, which was a ride at Disney, Walt Disney World at the time the movie came out. Wait, are you telling me the Val Kilmer movie Mission to Mars is based on? Or are there more than one movie called Mission to Mars? Uh, there might be more than one movie called Mission to Mars. It is a 2000 film directed by Brian De Palma. Is that the one you're thinking of? 
with Gary, Gary Sinise, Gary Sinise, Don Cheadle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is based on a Disneyland attraction suggested by Disneyland's theme park attraction of the same name. So saith the good people at Wikipedia. Andrew, I saw that movie in theaters. I remember seeing it. Tim Robbins is in it. He takes his he- his helmet off and he dies. Well, I don't know what to tell you. There's it's based on this. It's a touchstone picture, so it's got a hard harder rating than your standard Walt Disney fare. But sure. uh, according to this, it used to be That's called Flight to the Moon. That's fascinating. I that had no idea. Technically, the first one to be in theaters, then Country Bears, then Pirates of the Caribbean. Mark, before we start, what did you think this film was going to be about? The Wonderful World of Disney presents Tower of Terror, notably uh, the words Twilight Zone, nowhere to be found in the title of this. Are missing in this. So, Andrew, I guess I thought that. So, for those who weren't around to ride the original Tower of Terror, oh, I'm sorry. Am I keeping you? Oh, go to hell. I was just looking at the time. For those who are not, who were not around, that's for, staying in. That's staying in, by the way. That's, I, that's, I bet I should. Should it should. I'm, absolutely as as staying I start, in. I looked at my I watch. Start, as soon as I start talking, I'm sorry. I say I give it half a sentence out, and Andrew's like, "All right, are we gonna let's?" Uh, so the Gutenberg, he get he dies, and then he comes back, and then he dies again. Okay, it's let's, like let's, what, let's what get it out is, of here. It's a Casper. Bill Pullman dies. He wants. To, he was like investigating ghosts or something. Christina reaches there. I don't know. All right, that's the end of that one. We'll see you next time, everybody. Go ahead. The Tower of Terror had a very rich Q experience because of limitations on uh, rider occupancy on the ride. So, and also the ride only goes for like 70 seconds or something. Something like that. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. So it had a very rich sort of like Q thing where it was like, okay, this is what's happening. This is the history of it. Rod Serling comes out and you see him on a TV screen as he talks about what this thing is and how it's a connection to the afterlife and all of this shit. So I was expecting that to be fleshed out because I was like, okay, you guys already wrote that. And it's it's already done. You've already shot it. You could just take stuff from the line and just, just use it. Cause they use, they basically stitch together episodes to create new uh, uh, dialogue for Rod Serling for that ride. Yes. Um, which is an easy trick to do because Rod Serling has a very distinct, but also like repeatable cadence and mm-hmm. format in the way that he would introduce the Twilight Zone episode. There's a Michael Jackson song called um, Threatened that samples like 60 different episodes so that Rod Serling is telling the story of the song. In, you know, instead of paying Vincent Price to do it because Vincent Price is dead and they already did that on Thriller. Anyways, yeah. it's easy to do. It's convincing and it works. And if you want people to ride your ride, so you're making this 90 minute commercial for it. Wouldn't you think you'd be like, OK, this is what you're doing. This is the this is the ride. It, it, would, it would be like making an Indiana Jones. Temple of the Forbidden Eye movie and then being like, Okay, so it's actually about Indy's grandson who uh, is a down and out uh, TV writer who has to go on a ride. 
and not mention Indiana Jones. And not mention Indiana Jones at any specific The time. Temple of the Eye, yes, you can yes, talk about very that. Very much, yes. We own that, but don't talk about Indiana Jones. That's a different IP we can't use. Yes, because if you've never been to Disney World or Disneyland, they, they were at both. California the Adventure. Uh, the theme, the, the way the ride works is you're, you're walking into an old dilapidated hotel and you're told via TV monitors as you're going into the ride, Rod Sterling says the Twilight Zone is something, something. Uh, a bunch of people got in the elevator. It got struck by lightning. They disappeared. We don't know what happened to them. You're going to ride the elevator now and you're going to try and figure out what happened. Then yes. it's one of those accelerator decelerator rides where basically you go up, it pauses, the doors open, revealing an image, and then it drops a little bit, then stops. Then yes. it might go up and then drop even bigger, then all the way to the top and then drop. And then that's about the end of it. Yes. The ride itself is fine. It's the atmosphere that I always thought was cool. It's the story that I thought was cool. And also the ride is in progress before you really realize it because you're like going through the, the, the elevator car is on wheels yeah. and it moves throughout the hotel before you get to the drop zone. Yeah. So like all of that is cool. And they use a lot of trick photography and mirrors and a lot yeah. of stuff to make it seem like it's these big extending hallways, but really it's just a, just a single shaft that you're just going yes. up and down. Uh, and the queue is cool too. Cause it looks like it's an old dusty turn of the century, twenties, thirties, Hollywood hotel. Yes. yes. And everyone's dressed in the bellhop uniforms. Yes. It's a great ride. It's not there anymore. It's a guardians of the galaxy thing. So forget we even talked about it. So having ridden it, uh, I'm curious to see where the overlap is. Well, let's dive right in. Act one. It's Halloween 1939. Yes. Ba, 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 ba. Andrew, they ba, paid ba, 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 for. Ba, ba. I don't know if you still have to pay for the rights for Sing Sing Sing, but that is the <laughs> big band Benny Goodman song that everybody is playing every mm-hmm. time they mention that it's the past. It's like. It's 97, though. We're in the thick of the swing revolution. Uh, Andrew, I always assumed that there are lyrics to that song and it is sing, 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 sing. Yeah. That for some reason, they always just show the instrumental and the guy, the, the lyrics, the, the, the singer. Yeah. Of Bernie Topin wrote those lyrics and he's like, I, where's my money? Do it. Where is my fucking money? It's like the star Trek theme has lyrics and we never hear it. Yeah. It's 1939 and a big party is underway at the Tip Top Club at the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Andrew, we see an exterior of the Hollywood Tower Hotel in relation to the Hollywood sign. I don't want to be an asshole. Too late. (laughs) I don't want to be nitpicky. Too late. Um, I think the Hollywood Tower Hotel might be actually located in Eagle Rock. It's way (laughs) too east to actually be in a Hollywood, I think. No. Oh, oh, it, oh I'm sorry. Okay. All right. That's away the secret. That's our little secret. No, it's like it's like the view from Fraser's balcony. You're like, there's no building where that view take where you can see the Space Needle and a bunch of the other buildings. It's, that's true. Yeah. It's like I, a mountainside in, in Seattle. Also, uh, there's a there's <laughs> also there is a hotel next to the swingers on Fairfax that is like the Beverly Hills Hotel. 
and it's an absolute dump and yeah, it's that's... nowhere near Beverly Hills. So you're like, it's, it's just a name to trick tourists. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're staying. Oh, my God. Oh, so it's, it's only $69 a night wow. to be in the Beverly Hills Hotel. It's in East Hollywood. That's... And it's got it's <laughs> well, that's that's a mistake. Yeah. First and off. and it's it's got it's there. It's so much close access to Universal Studios. It says it right on the website. It's wonderful. Uh, a Shirley Temple like girl shows up to huge acclaim at the hotel. Well, a storm brews outside. We also see a couple lovers, a guy in a tuxedo and like a lady. Sure. The little girl, a school mom type uh, nanny that's with the, the little girl and a bellhop get into the elevator. There's no dialogue during all this. We're just hearing sing, sing, sing. Cause they're like, fuck it. We, we paid for it. Play. We're going to play the whole song. We'll play, we'll play it again if we have to. They get in the elevator. They're going up to the top floor to go to the tip top club for the big party. However, lightning strikes the Hollywood green lightning. Yeah, it's spooky. The the worst kind. The elevator is bathed in light and it goes all cuckoo crazy too bright. And that's the end of your opening scene. We then cut to what looks to be an alien autopsy taking place. While a photographer snaps some pics. Yes. Right before the doctor makes an incision on the alien, the alien pops up, takes off the head. It's, but this is no alien, you see. This is just our good friend Kirsten Dunst. Dunst, yes. In the costume. 14, 15 year old Kristen Dunst saying, hey, whoa, whoa, not an alien. Whoa. This is Anna. Turns out Anna is the niece of the photographer. Who is Steve Gutenberg? Buzzy. He's Buzzy. Turns out this is all Steve Gutenberg's setup. He set up the whole thing because he's a he's a tabloid journalist slash photographer for a National Enquirer type magazine. Yeah, so it's like we put on the dumb rubber costume. We sell a bunch of papers saying we got pictures, alien autopsy. It's not a big deal. Doesn't matter. Next then, week it's zombies. Nobody gives wanna, a shit. Then I'm going to get into my fucking plane. I'm going to track down a Dracula. I'm going to find a track. We're going to find that track. I'm going to find you in a bathtub dead. <laughs> down to eat, chews you up and spits you out. Little lady. You you stick around. You do whatever you want, but I'm going to talk about you in my airplane when I'm tracking down that Dracula. <laughs> Think about that bitch what a great movie that was that was that was some i mean dracula peas the night the night flyer go back and listen to the night flyer wonderful dracula peas you're 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 gonna want to see it yeah yeah uh at a real los angeles newspaper the gazette buzzy tries to pitch an actual story to the editor there named jill who it appears has history with buzzy we don't yes. know what it is, but we get like a Sam and Diane. Flirty <laughs> sort of, you know, you used to be so different, but now what now happened to what you? Your, and it's what happened to you. You're, you used to be cool, but now you're just dressing up your niece in a bunch of Dracula costumes and flying <laughs> your plane. Buzzy says he misses Jill, but he's not, she is not sure if he actually misses her or just the buzz of the newsroom. He wants to be in the thick of it, doing all that breaking news bullshit. Yeah, I'll getting you, it done. I'll tell you right now, having worked in newspapers, I hated that feeling. Ugh. 
Andrew, if you had to choose between doing dumb made up stories Mm. and covering municipal corruption. Made up stories. You know how boring (laughs) like city council meetings are? Oh, my God. But somebody's got to cover them. Buzzy comes home to find an old woman, Abigail, sitting in his bungalow. She says that she's a big fan, huge fan of all of his tabloid garbage and starts to pitch a story about the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Andrew, this is what happens whenever we find out that somebody likes a show that we make. Where we're like, <laughs> wait, like, really? he's like, there actually people watch the show. You, you like this? Oh, oh you come must on. No, come on. Don't don't do this. Not not today. Not feeling this. Yeah. Turns out here's the story she pitches. Shally, Sally Shine, who is the uh, the Shirley Temple stand in that we saw earlier. It it appears that her nanny. The school marm we saw earlier is a witch. Okay. Whose black magic caused everyone in that elevator to disappear because once lightning hit the hotel, everyone in the elevator car disappeared, gone, poof, vanished. Quick question, Andrew. Yes, in the back. Go ahead. Did everybody in the hotel vanish or just the elevator car? Just the elevator car. Okay, I'm going to ask everybody to remember that because I have more questions later on. All right. We're told at least that just the elevator car, nobody knows what happens to happen to school marm, Sally Shine, the bellhop, the guy in the tuxedo, and the lady that was with the guy in the tuxedo. Yes. Keep that in mind. Abigail claims that as a girl, she saw the nanny as a witch in the hotel. She said that she was also staying at the hotel at the same time. She was in the basement and she saw the nanny doing her spells, doing her old hocus pocus. Which if you want to watch hocus pocus, you can pop over to the 20 nights. Yeah, go to three nights of Halloween. Go to free form. It's probably playing right now. Right now. Buzzy is skeptical, rightfully so. He's like, I make garbage. Imagine if someone, uh, yeah, imagine if someone came to you and they were talking about how much of a crucial help your show was to them. And you're like, that's, I don't, that's, that's, it's it's all dumb. It's all dumb garbage. We make it all up. And they're like, but this is true. And it's like, probably isn't. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not true. Also, if it was true, I wouldn't be able to do anything with it because I specialize in made up garbage. (laughs) So, Sorry. Well, here's the deal is that she has some evidence in that she has a key that she claims will unlock the basement. And uh, down there in the basement of the hotel is a book of souls. Okay. Huh? The story, she says, is something that people have wanted to read for over 60 years because she's trying to convince Buzzy fucking look into this because Buzzy's like, I make garbage, but this might be something that if it's a big enough story, maybe he can get back in good graces with actual journalists as opposed to his made up poo poo caca. Right. She's saying, look, I've got, I can tell you who killed the black Dahlia. <laughs> right. This is an old Hollywood mystery. Yeah. You break this story wide open. You get back into the big leagues with all your real news reporter 
heroes like Alex Jones, <laughs> Matt Lauer. Well, the, th- the thing and is, Tom Brokaw. The thing is, is that once it falls out of the public eye, like people don't give a shit. Like they found, but they find Son of Sam and everyone's like, oh, it's just some guy. <laughs> uh, no, the Zodiac. Oh, they found Zodiac. That's right. Yes. I believe they found Zodiac and we're like, oh. Oh, I just saw some old guy. <laughs> was it Jake Gyllenhaal? They're like, uh, no, was, I think it was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Is they use different they use different actors throughout that entire movie, so he couldn't couldn't can't place it on anyone. Yeah, it's the guy from the Drew Carey show. That's who did it. At the hotel, Buzzy runs into Michael McShane, who calls himself a cocksucker. <laughs> that's Ian McShane, and you oh, fucking know right. it. That's right. Calls himself Q. He says, I have a lot of information about. He says the 17th letter of the alphabet. (laughs) The storm is coming. He he says says. something. He says, where we go one, we go into this hotel. No, he calls himself the quartermaster because he feels like he's the connection. He can get anything done. But for short, he calls himself Q. He's like a big. A big guy. It turns out that Q here is descendant of the bellhop who disappeared. He's his grandson. And he seems he seems modeled somewhat on Walter Sobchak from the, a little, uh, yes, the Big Lebowski. Uh, a little bit of that, but also a little bit more kind of stoner, but also a little more of a blow, but like also like a little bit of a blowhard who's like, I can do everything. And then you're like, okay, can you do this? And they're like, oh no, no. Oh Lord, no. Yeah, he's a bad mechanic, but he he tries. Walter would just not do it. <laughs> uh however, he's a descendant of the bellhop. So he's his grandson, and it turns out that his great-grandfather actually built the hotel. Yes. He says that in the will of his great grandfather, his great grandfather was Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah, that's right. Tower. <laughs> so he carries the tower name. Uh, he says that in the will, they can't do anything with the hotel until the mystery of this disappearance is solved. So that the hotel has just been having basic renovations Bad. done just to keep the keep it from falling down. Bad but business practice. Apparently, they've just been eating up real estate here yeah. in the center of Hollywood for years. And they're just like, no one can touch this building. I, I, no, we're not building affordable housing here. This building will sit derelict until my last dying breath. And beyond that. <laughs> yeah, it's in, it's going into trust. And I'll put armed guards out here if I have to. Nobody's touching this thing. It's not It's not turning into Whole Foods. It will sit useless. And what is the family paying in like property taxes? I, yeah, that's the thing. I have no idea. Again, it's like we, we have no income. We just have this land that we owe taxes on. Now, this was shot on location in Orlando. At MGM Studios. At the Walt Disney World uh, Resort there. At the the ride itself. Yes, and I think the interiors were shot elsewhere, but much much of the interiors are stages. But the lobby, I think, is largely part the of the actual ride. the actual cue from the ride. The exterior yeah. is the cue from the ride. I don't know why I found this so charming. Now I would now I like the more I think about it, I'm like, well, that's just cheap. Like, yeah, it's lazy. They're like, we already built it. Let's just do this. But let's just shoot it here. It it does say something to the you know the the world building of going into these of rides. The Imagineers, and it's just like, like it. That's what it looks. It looks like an old decrepit hotel. Yeah. It's already there. Yeah. And also, you're trying to give people a fucking ride, Mark. I know. I know. I know. 
Buzzy is let into the hotel, but Q says, I know, man, that place is haunted. I'm not going in there. I ain't going in there. Never been inside the hotel, says Q. Inside, Buzzy looks around and a bunch of creepy things with eyes glow because ghosts, ladies and gentlemen. Not the show on CBS that will probably get canceled by the time this airs, but actual ghosts. I heard it's good, but everyone's saying they're like, there's no way CBS is going to keep airing this. We'll see, though. Uh, there's a bad jump scare, but sure enough, Buzzy goes in to the basement and finds the Book of Souls, Blair Witch 2. The Book of Souls. No, what was that called? The Book of... I believe it is the Book Eli. of... Oh, you're right. I think it is the Book of Souls. Book of Eli is the Denzel Washington movie where he's blind. Oh, you spoiled it, Mark. Oh, my God. Everybody knows that. <laughs> it's a Bible. He's reading a Bible. It's good Braille. Uh, later... He uh, finds a flower in the garden and brings it in with him and puts it in a vase. But then when he comes back to the front desk where the flower was, the flower is gone, though, and a pen dropped from the ceiling nearly impales his hand. (laughs) That's a heavy pen. We also see that the school marm, Nanny, is looking around through some early ghostly mid 90s CGI glass technology. It's like a bunch of shimmering stuff. It looks like the pool in Super Mario 64 when you jump in and you get all metally. Yeah. Buzzy looks through the book of spells and laughs because he's like, this is this is dumb. There's, <laughs> there's no there's no such thing as spells. It's fucking stupid. Latu Barata Nicktail? This is stupid. <laughs> he's laughing about this back at his sisters, but here's the deal. He wants to use Anna as a photo subject to go over to the dumb hotel Take a couple photos. Look at this. Shirley Temple, she's here. It's a ghost. I don't know. Sell a couple newspapers. Make a couple. Who cares? Who's got you got to pay gas to put in the plane to go find the Dracula. All right. This is the side shit. You got the night flyer talking. The night flyer is that's where you want to find. All right. So you do all this dumb bullshit and then that's your that's your cheesecake. At the hotel, Buzzy has Anna dressed as Sally Shine, but he announces to Q that there's an actress coming that will play the nanny. Right. Fran Drescher. Yes. The actress Claire shows up, uh, but Claire is told that well, the nanny was kind of older, and a little bit more heavy set. She's younger and a little bit thinner. Doesn't know if it's going to work rather, out. Uh, Steve Gunberg says, you're the type, you know, you're the type I'd like to do. Whereas the school mom, <laughs> she was like the type I wouldn't want to do, but would do anyway. She's like, all right, I understand. I understand. It's like, oh, yes, yes, I'm with you. However, Steve seems sweet on Claire because Claire's like, well, ain't that the fucking way I show up on a job and I'm in, too you, young, in costume, too old, too fit, too thin, too fat. Ah, make up your mind. All right. Uh, this, she's like, this is this Hollywood land is the worst. And then he says, why did you say that? She's no reason. No reason. Because it is. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it, it's also called the Hollywood Tower Hotel. But at the time, it was called Hollywood, Hollywood land. land. That's interesting. Think about it. Uh, Steve says, no, 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 stick around. We'll take, we'll take some photos. No, no, oh, we'll ta- oh, we'll I, take, I, I got another, I got another <laughs> kind of picture I could take with you. However, they start to this hear. This is Melora me- Hardin, by the way. They start to hear music and Buzzy goes to investigate. It crescendos, crescendos, it crescendos. 
as Steve is about to take a corner, expecting a big, huge party. If he looks around a corner, turns the corner, it's nothing but an empty kitchen. Music goes away. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> what do you think of that? However, with Anna nearby, they see rain while a shadow sings a song and then a headless body with a cleaver shows up. Andrew, very scary stuff. Oh, my God. There is good, 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 good. Both of them run outside as Anna is freaked out. However, Buzzy's ecstatic because fuck, you got a you got real ghosts. You got There's real ghosts, ghosts here. This is what here. I do. I can take a picture that's actually real as opposed to my dumb niece and some wizard costume or whatever. Not what that I it do? would make it not that it would sell one more magazine if it I had a real one or a fake one. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Really matter it literally, I could just do a drawing and it's gonna be the same amount of press. We could just show a blank page, to be honest, and say this is what a ghost looks like. That's what a ghost looks like. People will buy it. They They don't give a shit. They just want to see Bat Boy. We can only use him so many times. He wants to come back tomorrow with Jill, because now we got a real story on our hands. But he's told that tomorrow is Halloween. Act two. Buzzy goes to the L.A. newspaper and pitches this story to Jill, who is not interested Rightfully so, because <laughs> it's dumb. Steve making some big, huge. He's this is a, this is whiz bang. Steve going like, I got a big scoop for you. Wait till you see this. Bang, yeah, Andrew. This, Ghosts this, front page. This this is when I texted you saying his wild energy was really making the whole movie because he's like bouncing off of walls, sitting on filing cabinets. He's like, I got it all. I got everything you need. It's like, you're going to want to clear the front page. I don't care if the mayor got murdered. We're going to need the space. And the earthquake, that can go to page four. Ghosts, that's your story. Everybody who was affected by the earthquake knows that the earthquake happened. Why would they want to read it? That's old news. This is new. This is new news from 60 years ago. But they haven't moved yet. No one knew what the ghosts were. Yeah, if and again, if they didn't know that there was an earthquake, they're probably dead. They're not gonna so? buy a, they're not gonna buy a paper. She tells him that she needs to get uh, that he needs to get the voice back that he lost five years ago. Yeah. She also tells him, don't come back here and pitch me stories. Literal ghost stories. Don't do it. Not interested anymore. <laughs> However, Steve's passionate enough in his pitch that she decides to do a background check on Abigail because Buzzy mentions in his little spiel that this He's woman, like this, I got this Abigail, old woman. She came to me, she gave me a key and I found a book and then there was a ghost and then I cried and there was a flower and now the flower is gone. <laughs> you should have seen this pen. And she was wearing an alien costume. She's like, all right, I fine. I, Jesus, here's all the money in my wallet. Do whatever you got to do. I will validate your parking. Just leave, please. Looking through the spell book, it's apparent that the nanny's spell failed. But how is it apparent? They just told, say, oh, it failed. <laughs> we're like, told, oh, all right. We're told that the people in the elevator are trapped in limbo. Okay, right? they yes. are between two worlds. Yes. The world of the living and the mobulous world of Dr. Seuss. I don't know. I don't know what the other world is. They are between between when the tower is 
Hollywood Tower of Terror and when it will become Breakout. Yeah, it's it's it, it, nobody's writing it. It's nebulous world. Half of it is a hotel. Half of it looks like a, a high tech supermax space prison. They've got a rocket with uh, like no they got a rocket animatronic with no skin on it. It's terrifying. <laughs> We're also told that an item from each person will help them break the curse. They need to find personal effects from each of the people. However, the book already contained a lock of Sally's hair. All right. Check mark. That's one. Got it. Um, Fuzzy says, all right, I'll find everybody's underwear. <laughs> so that you don't, that's, it's. It doesn't it have could, to be it underwear. It doesn't have to be underwear. It could, it be, could be any, I will find. Handkerchief. Everybody's. Glasses. <laughs> all right, buddy. You do you do that. Uh, you you do what you gotta do, man. Thanks. He's like, all right, let's get out there. <laughs> yeah! Sprinting up and down staircases, throwing out like stuff that is like family pictures. Like, no good, no good. Yeah, he gets there, he finds uh like uh uh gloves, obviously were owned by one of them. He's like, no, rip no. tears them up. No, no. Back at the hotel, Q hands He finds over. just four passports behind the desk. <laughs> it's the easiest thing because they had to give him his identification to check in. Not good enough. Not no. good enough. Q hands over a hat from the bellhop once they arrive back at the hotel. All right, so they got one for the bellhop. Two. They got one for Sally Shine. But Claire, the actress, also shows up again. She's like, we're going to take some pictures. Get a little wild. Yeah, Maybe we'll, you know, they got old fire extinguishers in here. Let's just blast those off. Do whatever we got to do. Let's really bust up the place. It's going to be scary. Buzzy goes off to take pictures of Claire while Claire says that, all right, she's going to own up. She's going to fess up. This is actually her first job. All right. She's not really like a known actress, but somehow she got this deal. And she says, oh, well, I feel like I'm not good enough. He says, you aren't. He says, but you were cheap and that so you're the you're person. Here. You're what the, the the service sent over. So I guess yeah. we're all in the same boat. Anna gets restless. Uh, Kirsten Dunst gets restless waiting for her uncle to fucking bag this lady or what, whatever he's, whatever he's got to do. do. I have no idea what, what they're up to. She decides to go in the hotel by herself. Bad idea. Buzzy admits that he got duped on a story five years ago about the mayor taking mob bribes, which got him booted from real world journalism. But he's pretty confident that this story is going to get him back on top. Claire is disappointed because she's like, why aren't you going to help the ghosts? And he's like, lady, listen to yourself. (laughs) Am I going to help the fucking ghosts? Jesus Christ. He said, "Does he is this when he says ghosts aren't real, or is this when he says who gives a shit about the ghosts?" Basically, he says who gives a shit about the ghosts. Like, you're fucking- that's the best. That's the best part that he's like, "Yes, they're real. Yes, they need help, and yes, they and I hope, through. and I hope they burn in hell." <laughs> uh, yeah, he says this is a Buzzy's in it for one person. Buzzy, Buzzy. <laughs> sorry, Buzzy, shut up. <laughs> Anna, meanwhile, finds some effects of the man and the woman at the bell desk. He, she finds a pair of glasses and a handkerchief or something at the bell I think desk. It's a locket. Oh, you're right. Yes, it is a locket. 
However, she gets jumped by some ghosts, the guy in the tuxedo ghost and the bellhop and the nanny, and they got nooses and they like make things catch on fire. And they, yes, they're, like, they're very spooky. They're like, we're ghosts. You ain't, you, you ain't seen this shit in Ghostbusters. Take that. And then they're like, no, what I saw in Ghostbusters was 11 years ago and better. Yeah. And they're like, well, does Bustin still make you feel good? She's like, oh, well, I, yes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that's, that's, that's as constant as the Northern Star. Oh, yeah. Sally tells Anna, Sally, the little girl, tells mm-hmm. Anna that they need, she's, here's the deal fix the fucking elevator. All right. I don't give a shit about the spell book. All you gotta do is fix the elevator and that's gonna help us out. All right. Get to it. Thank you. Namaste. <laughs> At the sanitarium. Jill checks in on Abigail, which is where Abigail is, because she's a crazy person. Is she a crazy person or just an old person? Dude, they just they just throw old people into a sanitarium. <laughs> is, that what, is that what we do nowadays? That's where I'm probably going to end up. They're like, yeah, he probably could use some shock therapy if I had to take a guess. <laughs> Put his head in a box. That seems right. She's been at the hospital since 1940, and it's always a good sign when the mid-90s movie shows up at a, a sane asylum or a mental hospital because very fair treatment of the mentally ill <laughs> on display. Yes. Like, I'm surprised they didn't have a guy with a butterfly net trying to catch another person. That's that is odd. We were just to that line. And we didn't get there quite yet. While pawing through Abigail's stuff, because the warden there, I guess it wouldn't be a warden. I don't know. The director. The guy, the guy right in the checks. Yeah, he's, she's there. Oh, well, no, she he she he tells her. She's been here since 1940. Ever since that hotel thing happened, she went cuckoo bananas and she's been here at the sanitarium. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the hotel, Anna finds this locket, but the actor, this guy in the tuxedo appears as a ghost along with the bellhop and along with Sally. However, ladies and gentlemen, here's the big reveal. Please do not tell. Do not spoil the large reveal that I'm about to tell you. The lady also appears, Carolyn, but folks, Carolyn is Claire. Yes. Uh, turns out that Carolyn has been masquerading as this actress to try and get the corral these assholes into helping them fucking get out of limbo Do a thing. and stay at the stupid hotel. So Andrew, everybody is like, yeah, I know. Hey, when when the when the actress showed up and was like, "I'm an actress who's never You're been like, in anything that's, and that's can't give ghost. any credentials," I, yeah, like, I just I pointed that's right at the screen. I'm like, oh, "That's fucking ghost." <laughs> uh, we're all we're also quick to ask, like, "Well, what happened to the actual actress?" She says, "I scared her away." I scared her away. There should have been a shot where we saw a, a huge car accident. <laughs> there should have been. A, yes, there should have been a shot of a woman's body underneath <laughs> bus tires. But like the bus is still going. She's just. I was waiting for another ghost to show up and save the day. At the <laughs> yeah, end <of> this. bitch. <laughs> and she's yeah, exactly. It's like uh, there's another ghost here. And it's like, yeah, she's recent. <laughs> Uh, we're also told back at the sanitarium because we're cross-cutting that Jill finds out that Abigail 
is Sally Shine's sister. Okay. Keep that in mind. Kirsten Dunst puts the screws to the nanny because the nanny's shown up and she's like, hey, you're a fucking witch. You fucking witch. Yeah. Saying that she cursed Sally and that's what led them but into the predicament that you're in now. This is your fucking fault, lady. We're told, however, that doesn't jibe with what is actually the truth and that the nanny truly loves Sally. She's yes. like kind of a standoff as kind of mean woman. But in terms of the job that she has, she takes it very seriously and that she's a big supporter. And she's of Sally. a caretaker. She, she cares about never, this girl. She would never do anything like that. Sally Shine. So that Andrew, reason, yes, go ahead. Why don't they don't explain the like showing up with and menacing them? If like if they wanted help, why are they why for the first act of the movie are they like we have knives and shit? They were worried that they were going to get paraded around like a zoo. So they wanted to scare them off so they wouldn't come back. But now they want their help. Yes, because we they they Anna is uh sympathetic. Gutenberg wasn't, but now Anna is. And I think that's the turning point here. Okay. That was unclear to me. It was, especially since like the guy can make his head disappear. Like I don't yeah. know. And he like can hold stuff. Like they can interact with stuff, but they can't interact with stuff. Cause we see him try and drink some champagne. The champagne goes right through his ghost. The champagne form, goes through him. But, but we he can do... hold the flute. He can hold the flute and we can see the champagne bottle open. Yes. Which my notes said hotel splooges. <laughs> it is very sexual. <laughs> it's just bloop, bloop. Uh, Buzzy now wonders aloud who would have cursed the group then, if that's the case. Right. Back at the sanitarium, Jill finds a secret compartment in a hope chest of Abigail's with a bunch of... Uh, crossed out and marked up uh, pictures of Sally Shine along with a headless Sally Shine doll there in Abigail's room. So if I had to take a guess, I think these might be related. Maybe it was her. Andrew, I, this was another moment where I was like, why are they making this character so relatable? They're... Oh, to despise their sibling. (laughs) They despise their sibling and they have pictures where they've thrown knives through their faces. So I was like, yeah, I I get it. I'm I'm with this person. I don't don't see what the issue is. Yeah, yeah. I would would gladly open a book of souls. Yes, there's a a secret compartment where they put out cigarette butts in the person, (laughs) in the pictures of the eyes. So yeah, I've seen this. I've got this. Hang on. Back at Buzzy's place, Jill shows up uh, because back at Buzzy's place, they meet up with Q and they're like, okay, so here's the deal. All we got to do is fix a fucking elevator. They got schematics of the building and they say, Q, you at least know a little bit about how the wiring in the building works. We have to get power to the hotel, but do you think you get the ho- elevator up and running? Q seems, oh, maybe I could do it. Maybe I can't. I don't know. Maybe if you talk nice to me, I'll do it. You know, Andrew, like what, what Mark does every time he goes into work. Maybe I could. Yeah. Maybe I could do my job. I, I don't know. Maybe someone. I don't, I don't nice know. You me. want to record at two o'clock? Fine. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe you know. It's nice to get positive reinforcement every once in a while. 
And it's like, you're doing a very good job, Mark. And you're like, you're, you did a really great job parking where you're supposed to instead of in the EP spot. And showing up 45 minutes late. At least it wasn't an hour. So like, thank just, you. That's all, I, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Just all a little, I wanted. Rec- all, just a little recognition. Um, like, all do, right. they ex- do they explain that they need to fix the elevator so that they could go to the party? Yes. The idea is, is that they have to get to the top floor where the Tip Top Club is because when the lightning struck, they could only get to floor 11. They yes. need to get to floor 12. Yes. Hugh says, can they take the service elevator? They cannot. No. It's got to be the main elevator. It's got to go to the top floor. So whatever you can do to get the elevator up and running, that's what we need. With the support of Buzzy and Anna, Hugh sounds like maybe he's got the courage to go into the hotel and fix. However, Jill shows up and she says, you didn't tell me. Buzzy, you magnificent bastard. She said, you goddamn idiot. You, The real story is that old bag. She hates her sister. It's relatable. <laughs> you fucking idiot. I don't give a shit about ghosts. I want, I want know, someone that hates their siblings. I, that's the heart of every story is man against man or man against nature, or man against themselves, sister against sister. I'll take that all week. I don't want ghosts. I think I can find evidence that she resents her mother. <laughs> now that's a story. We'll, we will hold the first edition for that. Sister hates sister. Just big screaming. Yeah. 128 point font. <laughs> Uh, this is the real story that, that Abigail saw her sister's death, something, something, I don't know. I, it's not to do with ghosts. However, this has got Buzzy all jazzed because she says, we'll hold the, we'll hold the first edition, but you got to bang the story out now. So come with me to the newsroom. This is your chance to get back on top. Yes. However, Anna and Q are quick to point out that the only way to break the curse is to do this shit now on the same day that it happened in 39. We got it before 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 8.05 when lightning struck the tower, saved the tower, struck the clock tower, it stopped it dead. We know exactly when lightning struck ever since then. Buzzy's like, man, fuck that shit. Who gives a shit about ghosts? I'm done taking pictures of fucking rubber costumes. I want to go to like public utility meetings. <laughs> yeah, that's where the action grind, is. grind it, grind my life away for thirty five thousand dollars for thirty years, and then have nothing to show for it when some twenty year old tech asshole just scoops up my job, uh, and I'm just unceremoniously dumped into a gutter when uh, the papers bought by I don't know. Uh, a Russian entrepreneur. Sure. Yeah. Cool. It's like, I wanna, I wanna that's be, what I want. <laughs> I want to be told that I need to write stuff that'll get more clicks. And that I don't know li- who's clicking on what. I don't know. Headlines need to say, you won't believe what happened to this starlet. Yeah. We want to leave important facts out of the lead and the headline because yes. we want people to scroll. We want them to scroll, scroll, scroll. It's all about views and clicks, clicks, click, 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 click. Oh, and a lot of pop-up videos. I want you to scroll halfway down and then for a blaring ad for Cialis to just come screaming through your iPhone. Anna protests. She says, you're a big bitch, Buzzy. <laughs> but he's like, man, fuck you. He leaves. 
Anna calls Buzzy a liar as he's leaving and says, you're a fucking liar. You're a liar. I don't even think there was a night flyer. And he went, how dare you take it, take that back. You take it back. He sent me a bloody Mary at a bar. (laughs) Ran out the back door. Somehow had (laughs) a helicopter. Somehow he took his prop plane and went straight up. I don't know how he did it. It must've been on balloons. She gives him back a necklace that he gave her earlier in the film that really wasn't worthwhile talking about. (laughs) Everybody leaves. Move on. Everybody leaves Buzzy, but we find that Abigail, who was MIA at this point, was hiding in the closet. And then she does like a little cackle and takes Sally's hair. Act three. Abigail does a bunch of like shots, looks to camera, and then high-pitched cackles that really tickled me. (laughs) <laughs> aren't i evil i'm the witch <laughs> back at the hotel q gets the power back on however q's a little frightened by his granddad who again to remind you is the bellhop but he says q is the only person that can help him out so this gets q thinking he's like yeah we could take the capital yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we'll kill mike pence <laughs> Let me go get my tusks and my face paint. <laughs> how once they see the groundswell, how can they how can they arrest us? Millions. I have, I have, have no millions idea. Coming. No way. The Constitution lays this out. Do your own research. However, back at the Los Angeles newspaper newsroom, Buzzy is too question filled about what this has to do with Abigail. He says, well, it doesn't make any sense. Who's the one who laid on the curses on these people in the first place? If it wasn't the nanny, we got ourselves a witch in the wind. He decides to leave. He says, nah, fuck this. I don't even want to go to a public works meeting. They're boring. <laughs> they make me pay for parking there. He leaves and he leaves with Jill in tow. After an offhanded comment from Jill. I never thought I'd say this, but you're going to have to find someone else to cover the opening of a new parking lot. (laughs) It kills me on the inside to say it. Jill says you have changed. (laughs) Jill says, who gives a shit? Maybe the old lady's a witch. I don't know. You (laughs) got to do matter. Just write the goddamn story. I there's a. The Dodgers are in the World Series right now, and we killed that story for this dumb ghost thing. They're going to fire me. <laughs> Please. She says he has an offhanded comment, and that puts everything in place for Buzzy. And he's like, oh, my God, that old witch looking woman was a witch. What? Abigail, however, is in the basement of the hotel doing spooky shit while Q is working on the elevator. He gets the whole thing up and running. He does the job. Good for you, Q. However, Abigail's downstairs doing her curses. Yes. <laughs> you know, witching be witching. Uh, Anna. You love to see two pros doing what they do best. Making know. an centuries old elevator work and being a witch. Doing witch stuff. Anna overhears somebody doing curses down in the basement, runs down there, and she's like, they, you don't need to do this. We got it doesn't the have to be this way, man. <laughs> just, just put the book down, man. Just put the, <laughs> let's just talk it out. Let's just talk it out. Put the cauldron down. No need for any of this. Not too late. You got Eye of Newt. It's, it's perfectly happy where just, it is. Just hold on to it. That's all you got to do. I'm Look, I'm on your side. 
I'm on your side. I love witching too. All right. I, I'm witch, witching makes me feel good. I don't That's, like busting anymore. <laughs> I watched HBO, that HBO max movie for the witches. All right. Yes. I didn't care about the rat. I thought the rat should lose, turn all the kids into rats. That's what I said. Does anyone remember they read me that movie? I think like three people saw it. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis made it. It was bad. She says the door, it's already in motion. She says, I, I already succeeded in my plan 20 minutes ago. <laughs> you, Adrian, you bastard. Anna runs back. She says, John Witch has the upper hand. <laughs> she tries to stop the elevator and she's like, get out of the elevator yeah. however See, this, only the, this, the only this the little, is some weird blocking yes so it is because the, the doors running. are like starting to slide okay hang on like, hang on no the, the the ghosts are getting into the elevator and yes. they're like okay the elevator works we're gonna get into the elevator we're gonna go up to the 12th floor everything will work out where there's a big, nothing to worry there's a about big ghost orgy waiting for us there's that big ghost orgy in the sky uh, Mary Jane Watson yep. has somehow f- figured out that if the ghosts go into the elevator, the ghosts die again. They die <laughs> to die harder. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's an RIPD situation. <laughs> so she needs to help them out. So she sprints over to the elevator and she's like, get out of the elevator. Get out of the elevator. It's cursed. It's haunted. It won't work. Only the little girl steps out and is like, huh? What? She's like, who's who's yelling out here? What is going on? But and for some reason, she steps in into the elevator while the doors are closing. So Sally's out of the elevator. But the rest of these assholes, along with <laughs> Anna, Kirsten Dunst are in the elevator are and then in the elevator. They're heading up to the 12th floor. However, this makes no sense. <laughs> it's it's confusing. Also, it's like it's like you just put a hand in the door and be like, all right, everyone back out. Let's, all right. Come on. Back. Come on. Buzzy already dead. That's that's true too. We, well, we're told during the the ride they can't like ghost out of it because the the actress says I tried to ghost out of this a while ago. Okay. Buzzy and Jill show up and try and reason with Abigail. They says they say, look, she says, you want my witch? <laughs> Take my witch. You you want my you want my blood of goat? <laughs> and they're like, I can't hear you. There's a helicopter. There's a you're helicopter. Gonna, you're it's really speak loud. Up. You're like 80 stories up. They try and reason with Abigail. They say, you're, you're an old woman. Like, just fucking ride it out. What do you, bat. Just what go. You got like four more years. Who gives a shit? Just, just <laughs> gentle decline. What's with all the witch nonsense? Abigail says that Sally took all the attention away from her when she was younger. When she was a starlet, everyone was focused on Sally. And even when she died... She became a superstar. Now she's a legend. The spotlight's never been on old Abigail. She even took away the shine of her birthday, which happens to be today, which was the same thing when the hotel fucking thing happened in 39. Everyone was excited about Sally. No one gave a shit about Abigail's birthday. Okay. Sally, did anybody did anybody suggest to Abigail that she have a quarter of the talent or star power or magnetism of her sister? Because then that would have helped. I mean, but also you're just like, look, man, Sally's got coattails. Just ride that. Just, just ride the. Be her. Ride the, be her like. A, be her in, in her entourage. 
You get her leftovers. You know what I mean? And you're not the one out there taking the fall when she gets caught up in the Red Scare. Yes. And when she's doing like drugs and stuff, you're the one that's feeding them to her and keeping (laughs) her on, keeping her up and turning her down and keeping her up and turning her down. And you're just getting all the money. You're the one. And then you prod her in front of the camera. And then, you know, eventually that money's got to go somewhere. You know, it goes down to your pocket. You're smart with it. You let her spend all of her money on the drugs and then you come out ahead. Here's the thing. If you would rather be if you'd rather be rich and famous or rich. You take rich every take time, rich every time. Sally shows up. She doesn't recognize Abigail because Abigail is an old woman. Sally's a little ghost girl. Sally says, because Buzzy asks her, he says, if you could say anything to your sister right now, what would you say? Sally says that if she could say anything to her sister right now, she would apologize for not getting to her party, which is what was supposed to take place in the tip top club on the 12th floor. They were going to have a goddamn surprise party for her. And Abigail's like, whoops. (laughs) How did did I never figure this out? Yeah. This is news to Abigail. Cause she's like, Oh shit. I didn't realize this is what it was. I thought it was some dumb premiere party or some Hollywood bullshit, or I don't know, some, I don't know. It's 1939. They're probably just doing heroin up there. That's probably what they were doing. There's probably a bunch of Nazis doing heroin would be my guess. Back in the elevator, it gets stuck at floor 11. Meanwhile, the TikTok is happening as the countdown to 805 is getting near. Abigail reveals that she is, in fact, Sally's sister and apologizes. She says about that whole killing you thing. <laughs> Whoops. And letting you rot in a hotel for 60 years in a living death. That's Cute. on me. That's I I'll take the L on that one. That's, that's on I'm me. Sorry. That's on me. I'll take it. I'll that's I, I look, it takes a big sister to know when she screwed up. All right. So right. let's just drop all this nonsense. Move on. Let's just move on. Now you've got some royalty checks from those movies <laughs> that have uh just been but sitting you, here. But you're here, so you can sign the back and sign now. that over. Q rushes off to the service elevator to get to floor eleven. Because he realized sell your likeness to a Czech beer company. <laughs> There's enough footage of you that they can like splice it into a guy saying, drink this awful lager. Yeah. And then you show up and you shake you show the can. Up and you drink in, you're like, oh, it's delicious. And then you do tap dancing for like it's, 20 it's, minutes. It's, it's very, I, the way I'm saying it's, but it's tasteful. It's tastefully, it's tastefully done. done as a child drinks alcohol for a Czech company. They get up to floor 11. So the rest of the, the crew, except for the old bag, uh, they're in the service elevator, which are in the same shaft. They're side by side. Now we're getting to like, they're going to ride the ride. This, apparently. Is the, this is the ride. Like, I want to say when the writer was looking at the notes, he's like, it's, there's got to be a fucking elevator. He's got to take place. That's all. He's got to be ghosts. That's it's like, all right, all right. So they go into a stage where they're shooting backdraft and <laughs> the doors accidentally lock. And they're like, no, no, it's that's a different place. No, you can't. No, it's you said it was Hollywood Studios. That's <laughs> different. Then there's like a there's a village that floods. We can still do that, right? Can we? Oh, yes. We have to. <laughs> oh, oh my lord. Yes. <laughs> Going elevator to elevator, they realize that there is a safety hatch that's like on the floor, which I feel like people would be jumping out of that. Not where it should be. All the time. <laughs> Not where it should be. 
Going elevator to elevator, Buzzy is able to pull Anna out of the ghost elevator and into the service elevator, but 805 strikes. Boom. Both elevators release and are going down to the ground floor, which is what the ride is all about. I take it back. The old bag is in the elevator. Everybody's in the elevator. As the descent is happening, Sally forgives Abigail. She says, it's all right that you murdered me. I was probably going to make a lot of bad career decisions in the first place. It's probably good I went out on top. Yes. Adolf Eichmann was (laughs) courting me. It was 1939. I thought he had some great ideas. I thought that was going to be my legacy. So thankfully, we got ahead of it. We got ahead of it and you killed me. Now I show up in a thousand time life video releases. I sing animal crackers and that's what people respect. I was, I, oh, oh, I was in sky captain in the world of tomorrow. Well, (laughs) that's something. All right. That's fun. Uh, Ghost magic then happens and slows the descent of the elevators. They land safely back on the first floor. The ghost crew takes the elevator up to the 12th floor to the tip top club while Buzzy and the rest of the jerks take the stairs. They get all the way up to the 12th floor and they realize that there is a big late 30s party in full swing. Andrew, it doesn't it doesn't remind me at all of the shining. (laughs) It's just happy people just being happy. It's not creepy. It's this. It's Halloween. It's not New Year's Eve here. All right. It's not creepy. It's not terrifying. It's just fine. Were you waiting for the final shot to be a picture of them? Of Buzzy. Yes. Buzzy in (laughs) lifting a glass. Yeah. Um, Andrew, I. This is where I get confused because I was like, but aren't they the only ghosts? Does the twelfth floor have ghosts? Uh, well, the 12th floor or is the 12th floor heaven, in which case Buzzy shouldn't be able to be there. I think they've come unless our heroes are dead, which I guess is also possible. That's true, too. Uh, no, I think they've come back down to basically welcome the rest of these ghosts into 1939 heaven to do all the heroin and and cocaine that they can possibly stand that they can buy at a local drugstore pharmacy and a, over and the a counter coca-cola yes because the party is in full swing claire carolyn is able to sing at the party which was that she was there for yes while sally runs into her parents and they disappear along with the nanny yes they're pulled off into into heaven goodbye so long the bellhop runs into his father, Q's great-grandfather, and they disappear. On stage, Claire sings her dumb song, and then the actor, who we saw in the tuxedo, proposes to Claire, and then they both disappear. And when that happens, then the entire party disappears, and we're left with a derelict tip-top club with Q, Kirsten Dunst, Steve Gutenberg and jill standing yes. there being like that was that was weird did you guys see those ghosts <laughs> that's that wild there are ghosts up here <laughs> the flower from earlier in the film is the only thing that's left jill kisses buzzy in a for i don't know for some reason the power of ghosts gets gets her Makes all you turned horny. up gets her all turned up she says okay all right let's all right they're always watching let's give them a show <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Well, Abigail shows up, but she's a child. Yes. It would have been great if she was dressed like a child with curls, but it was an old woman. Still an old woman. <laughs> that would be, that's that's the weirdness we want. That's the real Tower of Terror. <laughs> Sally returns and she says, she says All I right, know I disappeared a minute ago, but I'm back. So, okay. Heaven I'm is apparently again. a revolving door. I can just show up whenever I fucking want. Sally shows back and the two of them run off up the stairs of the hotel and then disappear as well in a big ball of light. Then we flash forward. The hotel is back up and running because they solved the fucking thing. Yes. That means Q can do whatever he wants to actually turn this hotel into something. And then COVID strikes. So now he's on the hook (laughs) for all these loans and no one's here. They can't have parties and no one's traveling. So Q becomes a new ghost. <laughs> he hangs himself he hangs in the power. Hangs himself because the, the bank was going to break his legs. No. Party is in full swing as the entire Hollywood Tower Hotel has been renovated. They're holding a big, huge premiere. Everybody's there. Jill. <laughs> Steve Q, Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. Kirsten Dunst. Uh some other guy bell, bell hops bell hops uh michael mcshane is there he's wearing sunglasses they we take spent a, all the money on the ghost party i'm sorry they take a photo in front of the of the elevator with big old grins on their face as we our final shot is a big spinning headline that says hollywood hotel reopens and then like i was hoping it would be like uh hollywood tower opens rave reviews and then in the captions of the picture, it would be like Jill, former editor. She's fired. <laughs> Indicted for embezzlement of funds. Yeah, uh, she never she never posted that story that she was supposed to. We ran an empty front page. Yeah, this is it should have been the splash page of the tabloid magazine that he was writing for. Oh, and then there's like a ghost like photoshopped into the background of it. Yeah, that he never made the jump to also. Is he now like a hotel entrepreneur or is he a journalist? Because I think he was just invited to the party. The only person that gets the happy ending is Q. Yeah, because he's got the money. Well, that's the end of uh, Tower of Terror. Mark, what did you think of this film? Andrew, this movie was kind of confusing. And really slow at points. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Mostly annoying because I was like, wait, but that doesn't make any. So, like, people will bring up questions where they're like, can't you just take the service elevator? And they're like, no. They're like, why not? They're like, we can't. Because. Like, okay. It's got to be the big elevator. The service, be... the service elevator smells bad. <laughs> well, of course it does. It's been mildewing for years. They got all those like ferny pads hanging from the wall. This whole place is gross. I don't want to take the service elevator. Fix the big one. Like you'd be the same thing would be true for you if they were like, oh, you have to use the the bathroom outside. <laughs> the one in the building's not working. You would throw a fit. Yes. Like, I have. No, I'm not gonna walk all the way out there. I want the bathroom in here. There's a I reason there's a bathroom. I want to stink up this one. Yes. I already stank up the other one. 
I'm the reason that one's broken. Now fix it. <laughs> uh, as a... I dropped my phone in there. Go get it. Do you feel that this uh, accurately sold the ride? Because no. in comparison to uh the adventure begins like they're very upfront they're like you come to treasure island this is the experience you're this is the have. weird shit you can expect and i actually restaurants and pirates and there's this cool stage show and Cirque du Soleil. here however it's like okay you kind of are there but you're not and then they strip away all the uh twilight Story zone elements. stuff the twilight zone stuff is the part that i'm bumping the most on because that's my favorite part of that yeah like, it's one thing to just be like, it's a ghost story. It's another thing to be like, you're entering the Twilight Zone. Look at all this stuff we did with all this old footage. And that's it's more of a building that, that atmosphere and incorporating that world. Whereas this is just like, I don't know. We have a whole we have a ride property that needs this just felt more like a haunted ride movie. Yes. Whereas <clears throat> I don't is somehow in uh, its crass commercialism i felt more excited and interested in treasure island than i did in this because this they only like partially tried to tell this tell a story and it wasn't the story of the ride so if i had seen this and gone (coughs) to disney world mgm studios i would have been like "Eh, this isn't it looks the same but it doesn't feel the same it isn't actually that property that you sold me well, that's the other thing, too, is maybe, uh, you know, in in the spirit of things, maybe their intent wasn't to necessarily sell tickets to the dumb thing, because when you see the Pirates of the Caribbean, that movie that obviously is not trying to urge you into riding the ride. Right. Maybe it's just here's the basis. It's a haunted hotel where an elevator mishap happened and then do whatever you got to do from there. Sure. Um. Maybe that's an optimistic view to take because we're used to being so goddamn cynical on this show. But it did. Maybe it's maybe. The, but but of all the rides to point to to be like, that's the one we're going to base our first movie off of. You kind of expect it to be something else. Right? Yeah. I mean, it had to Jungle be something Cruise. that was opening soon, I guess. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I. If, they can't do Indiana Jones because that seems like That's there's a lot. Thing. It's a lot of loophole, like a lot of heavy lifting to get to there. Tower of Terror would have been around that time when it opened, because again, you know, California Adventure would open a few years later. Uh, it's open in, in Orlando. I mean, I'm trying to think what else around that time they could have gone with. Um, Rocket rods. <laughs> they go up. They go down, they go up. I mean, Space Mountain, but now you're paying for all that stuff. Yeah, because there, you, can't for pass, you can't shoot that in the queue. Yeah. Although, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> all these monitors are like people pretending to like, oh, no, was, everything's going out of control. The, the mountain is too high. It's gone into space. And then that Dick Dale. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess it makes the most sense. I would pick something like Jungle Cruise. I think you could probably get away with doing, well, maybe not. I, I mean, 97 probably be pretty 
they'd, they'd pick an angle to be pretty racist on that one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is 97. It would still be very insensitive. <laughs> um, ass blasters. Sure. Buzz Lightyear's ass blasters. Yeah, rest. I don't. <laughs> all right. OK, out of all of them, maybe this is probably the best one to take a shot at because you got at least some exteriors, some practical sets that you can pull from. It just recently opened and it's like, it's a fun little ghost story before Halloween. Yeah. Would you recommend this film to anybody? No, I would not. No. I, I wouldn't recommend this. The only thing that would have made me recommend this would have been if it had incorporated the Twilight Zone stuff. Yes, I agree with that. But if, because it's just this new kind of weird. I think the problem is I the IPs also like Disney doesn't necessarily own the Twilight Zone. Yes. They were licensing that from the for an, for an attraction. It's very different. Yes. Than to be like, we're going to have a TV special about it. And I want to say the Twilight Zone, one of their updates was airing at the time or had just aired. Pro, the the UPN one with um, uh, Dan Aykroyd. No, not Dan Aykroyd. It was uh, the last King of Scotland. Oh no, that would have been a little bit further. Against Jeff. Yes, I. Uh, eighty-five to eighty-nine. Third series ran on UPN. Two thousand two to 03. Uh, maybe they just didn't want to confuse um, what it was. Because it is a wonderful world of Disney. First Forrest, and foremost, Forrest Whitaker. Yes, Forrest Whitaker. Yes, was the host of the third series. Of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. And now I think Paramount owns the franchise now, if I remember correctly. I don't think the Serling family also was very uh, excited about what they did with the footage. If I also remember correctly, weren't terribly happy with how all that stuff was pieced together for that ride. What's wrong with it? It's perfect. I think I think there are also parts where there is a sound alike that is covering lines that they just couldn't get. Oh, yeah. I think maybe that's also what they bump on. I I feel like I read this somewhere. Maybe I'm just making this up out of whole cloth, but we'll see. So you wouldn't recommend it? No, that's I'd true. watch. Uh, You'd watch. You would watch. Uh, uh, Treasure Island. Begins. The adventure begins. <sighs> that would be a bit of a Sophie's choice on that one. Andrew, what are we watching next week? Next time on Television Movie Nights, we are watching this very scary classic from 1977 on NBC starring Valerie Harper. It's Night Terror. Officer, officer, I'm almost on empty. We're going to get some gas. With only two interruptions, a young woman finds herself the target of a deranged killer in Night Terror. Oh, my God. Someone is trying to kill me, kid. He shot a police officer. I saw the whole thing. And the nightmare begins as Valerie Harper stars in Night Terror, Monday at 8 on Channel 5. And Andrew, which ride is this based on? I want to say Autotopia. Yeah, that seems right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Sometimes known as Night Drive, we will be watching Night Terror from 1977, starring One Day at a Time's Valerie Harper. What is she at this point? Yeah, sure. I don't think that's her. 
Uh, Beach blanket bingo. I think we're thinking of completely different people. I might be thinking of Valerie Bertinelli. I believe you are, yes. Uh, Rhoda, of course. Rhoda. Oh, okay. That's for next time on Television Movie Night. If you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. You can email us at TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe and listen to our shows on iTunes. Leave a review there would help us out greatly. You can listen to us on Spotify, which also you can new episodes. You can write to your phone. You don't even have to lift a finger. Or you can listen to us on Stitcher. 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 All of those opportunities to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more. SoundCloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew, it's time for us to go to that big 1939 party in the sky. Hell yeah. They're playing my favorite song. It's about date rape and oh, it's a love song. Oh, so no. here we go. Does it have lyrics? I, I, I kind of wish it didn't have lyrics. It has some very questionable lyrics. Oh. All right. Well, I guess... 1939, everybody. Here we go. Another time.